I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. And today we have an episode that's dedicated to the University of Utah yes. campus. And yes. I'm probably, probably going to sound like an amateur on this episode since I'm fairly new to exploring the, camp, the campus itself. But I was there this weekend and I had absolutely no idea how <laughs> breathtaking it was. Isn't it beautiful? It's a beautiful campus. See, that's where I went to school. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said this because one of the things that I've noticed is that we, and myself included, we come to kind of take the views for granted around here. Mm-hmm. But there are just every once in a while, I'll, be, I'll, I'll turn around and I'll look at some view that I've looked at a thousand times. And then all of a sudden, just for that brief moment, I see it through slightly different eyes. And I think, wow, this is really is neat. Right. But yeah, the University of Utah is beautiful. It's got great views all across uh, the valley. And, uh, but what were, you able to, what were you able to do up there? So we spent the afternoon there. We got there uh, about 4 o'clock, maybe 3.30, and we did the disc golf course because I had never done it before. I just found out about it. I never have either. Where is it? It is uh, just south of the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's a nine-hole course, very moderate, mild course, so anyone can do this one. Mm-hmm. Um it was really fun, and it's completely open to the public, and it wasn't that crowded. It was really – it was a good time. Uh, there used to be a golf course up there across the street to the west of the hospital. There are buildings there now, but mm-hmm. that was a nine-hole golf course, and I even took a golf class. I and, think uh, they may have turned it into the disc golf course. Oh, uh, probably Maybe parts of it. Yeah, yeah, maybe parts of it, but it was right – it was it was across that busy street to yeah. the west. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly where it is. And it was fun, and uh, that's where I first played golf for the very first time, and that's also where I hit my first car. <laughs> There's one of the holes you teed off, and you, you drove right parallel with the, with the road. There's a big sign that says you're playing at your own risk, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you say where you hit your first car, so I'm assuming it wasn't the last. <laughs> it was like a heat-seeking <laughs> missile. This baby blue rodeo came driving along, and I saw it pass me, and then I, and then I teed off. <laughs> And this thing, no kidding, it was it was like a heat-seeking missile. It went straight, and then it cut right. Yeah, whack. Oh. And uh, so the guy pulls over and stops, and we walk over there. And, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm going to obviously be paying for this. And I get up there, and his ride was covered in dents. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this isn't good. And then he showed me where it hit. And sure enough, and I believed him because I kind of saw where it hit. And I'd put a little crease in his car. So I gave him my car. 
And I said, well, call me and we'll get this worked out. And I never heard from him. Oh. So how about that? (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Anyway, a little side story. Memories of the University of Utah. I'm sure the disc golf course is much safer for traffic. Uh, Yeah. However, when afterwards we were on a bike ride and I did find a disc on that main street. I took it. There was a number on it and called the person. But they have not called me back. So I'm giving it a few days and then it's mine. Finders keepers. (laughs) Um, so we did, we did a bike ride afterwards and that was really cool because I had never really explored the campus at all. Um, yeah. Well, and on, on bike is the best way to do that. Yeah. It's a very bike friendly campus. Uh, so we did all of Fort Douglas kind of, it was pretty much like a bike ride museum, getting to see all those historic buildings and there's, uh, some signs everywhere with, with historic information. And then we took that uh, bridge that I think you mentioned was put up during for the Olympics, for the yeah, Olympic Village. Up there on the far east uh, east end. Yeah. And yeah. then there was a bike path all through the um, western side of campus as well. So it was it was really cool. It was um, – I just never knew how beautiful a campus it was and that it was so – a mix of modern and historic. It was just – it's just – Beautiful. Yeah, it is really nice, and it uh, and it has a couple of buildings. And you you may have seen this um, off to the side of the Union Building because one of the things that you were able to see, or that you're, I know you mentioned you were hoping to do at at, at some point is oh is, yeah is get into the Rec Center, the Crimson Commons Rec Center at the Union Union Building. Yeah, and just across the path from the Union Building is kind of our local example of brutalist architecture and it's really neat big big huge concrete building that's really cool and so you can kind of see a few different different buildings that are architecturally important Mm -hmm. up there on the on the campus oh i'll keep my eyes peeled when i go bowling sometime this week at crimson commons yeah do that i'll 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 tell you which building it is, and and you can check it out. When we come back, we're going to talk about a few other uh, things to do up at the University of Utah campus. Taylor's just discovering the campus, and uh, I spent a lot of time up there, mostly in the library, but other places as well. So I'll bring you a few of my favorite spots when we come back. Welcome back to Your Utah. I'm Ethan Millard here with Taylor Powers, and we're chatting about some of the great things that you can do along the Wasatch Front across the state. Today, we're keeping it close to home in the Salt Lake area. We're up at the University of Utah, where Taylor was able to go and explore over the weekend, really enjoyed it, and um, you put a, you added a few things to your list, a few things that you want to do, yes. including the Crimson Commons uh, Rec Center. Rec Center, which has bowling, pool... Arcade games, ton of stuff. Well, and it's all been renovated since I was there. Mm-hmm. I hate to date myself, <laughs> but <laughs> it's all been renovated. I think they were starting the renovation when I was when I was. The there. only arcade games they had were Pac Man, and <laughs> when you were there. Well, and the bowling alley was dated, super dated. So I'm glad they're keeping the bowling alley mm-hmm. though, because you know a lot of bowling alleys are just being torn up, and you know the old lanes are being made into neat dining room tables, and then that's it. That's but. awful. It is awful. But uh, I wanted to mention a couple of things. All right. Uh, The University of Utah is famous for its art scene. In fact, it's pretty much the art scene for the area. There, It is the home of the Utah Museum of Fine Arts. Now, the Utah Museum of Fine Arts is undergoing renovation. 
and it's not going to be fully open again until next year. But they are still holding events, workshops, shows at a building right next door. So if you go to umfa.utah.edu, which is Utah Museum of Fine Arts, or just Google Utah Museum of Fine Arts, then you'll get a full list of the things that they're still doing. And they really carry the torch for, for modern art in the state of Utah. It really is cool up there. Good to know. So I recommend that. And then also... Uh, I would say go swing past the library, but the library is kind of one of those places where, I mean, they have some cool exhibits and things like that, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's a library. So I don't know, you know, I don't know how much joy you're going to really get out of that, but um, I can vouch for something that you saw, but only briefly, and that's the Fort Douglas Museum. Oh, yeah. Because you did some writing mm-hmm. and exploring up there around Fort Douglas, which was also was the Olympic Village mm-hmm. during the Olympics. And they have a great Fort Douglas Museum, which is a nod to its historic uh, purpose as an army base. Oh, and it's I got, guess that makes sense. Yeah, and it's got a really cool... Um, it's got a really cool history. In fact, it was always a little bit tense because, you know, it was this army sent from Washington D.C. and they're up on the up on the heights, looking down into Salt Lake City. And there's, you know, it, there's a a little bit of historic tension there. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, an army base. In fact, don't quote me on this, but I think it might still have a military purpose hmm. tucked in there somewhere. I. I I, I think it still serves a military purpose. Don't quote me on that. Maybe though, the university right. guest house, which looks like a hotel from the outside when I rode by it. Well, all those big, beautiful houses, uh-huh. um, those are, you know, officers' quarters and things like that. And so it's it's, it's really cool. – yeah, it's very, very cool stuff. And uh, and I unfortunately – because I went on a Sunday, a lot of things were closed. So so that's kind of the difference. It was very mild traffic. I was able to mm-hmm. get around. So it would be very family-friendly, bike-friendly on a weekend. On a weekend, yeah. But a weekday would be a totally different environment. Yeah. Uh, one thing. you Parking at the University of Utah can be stressful for people. Like all universities, are very, very tightly regulated because mm-hmm. they don't want students just parking wherever. There is lots of visitor parking. There is. There's lots of it. And there's lots of metered parking. You know, I mean, there are, there are places to go and park. But I'd recommend taking tracks up there yeah. because the red line cuts all the way through campus. And it serves the upper portion and the lower portion. But one thing you ought to know about, though, is that it bails on the – if you're going up there for an evening, just be prepared to leave by about 1130. That's when the last tracks train leaves the University of Utah, the upper station of the University mm-hmm. of Utah, and then it kind of heads downhill from there. And that's quite late for tracks, mm-hmm. but it's all it's never late for some. People are always yeah. getting stranded on a night out on tracks because they think it goes <laughs> later than it actually till two does. in the morning. But you know, you got a pretty good you got a pretty good option up there till about eleven thirty and that's tracks. Okay. So cool. So well that's it go. then. Yeah. Head over to the University of Utah and explore the campus that's right right above us that has spectacular views and a ton of things to do. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, go enjoy your Utah. Utah.